An excerpt from Castles in the Sky by DJ Satomi. Fairy tales live in me, fables coming from my memory. Fantasy is not a crime. Find your castle in the sky. It's my fantasy to fly. It's a castle in the sky. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Six Feet Under. Today, we'll be continuing our fellowship campaign, where last time we blew up a thing and flew away from a mountain town on our ship, which we didn't talk about much last time, so we'll be going into it a lot more today. Uh, the, the Quad Core Pumpkin Patch. That's, that's the thing. That's its real name. Yep. yep. So hey there, everybody. We've got uh, Chloe playing Friar Pan. Hi there. We have Yuria Bloodtongue played by Riley. That's me. We have Pop-Tart played by Joey. Hello. And we have Harbinger played by Ix. <laughs> God, every time you do that, I don't get used to it. <laughs> Good. Oh, uh, that's quite a voice. My ways are unknowable. So, the Quad Core Pumpkin Patch is a strange ship. It is very whimsical and complicated. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, the central feature of it is a tall command tower, at the top of which are the controls that fly the ship, and above that is a small lookout perch. And above that uh, is a brand sign advertising no, the No, no, that's, that's on the perch. Okay. That's what the perch is. You're basically standing on top of a, of a big sign that says, The Pumpkin Patch Shopping Mall and Retail Outlet. I think we need to update that sign. Maybe. It's camouflage. <laughs> it doesn't work, though, because you didn't take camouflage for the ship. <laughs> <laughs> but you can say it's camouflage, and you can believe that. You just won't be correct. Uh, below the command tower are the quad-core engine tower, which are these four giant tanks full of water or steam. Uh, they hold water to be made into steam. And, and below that is the steam core, uh, where Pan lives inside of an Outlaw Star-style pod, where they can see out through these glass windows, but they mostly sit there and convert water into steam to power the ship. It's a dirty job. Well, it's actually pretty clean. I mean, if you're sitting in boiling water all day, he kind of... Yeah, you basically just he... sit in a sauna all day. He has an excellent complexion. Yeah. It's like that one scene from The Witcher 3 of Geralt in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And connected to this command tower are the shop pods, which are basically small buildings that contain a store, and above the building is a giant, like, balloon... So we've got this weird blimp assembly going on, uh, where each of those pods are connected by catwalks that are suspended by smaller balloons, and steam is routed from the quad core to each of the pods. And that's how this whole thing works. And today we're going to go into what those shot pods are, because I think that's kind of important to the nature of the pumpkin patch. Mm-hmm. Mm Quick question. Yeah. We leveled up last time. Oh yeah, yeah, we should probably get into that a little. Uh, what level ups did everyone take? 
I have taken a very simple level up. I have opted to simply increase my natural wisdom by one, so now I am even more effective at spouting nonsensical prophecies that will someday come back and bite you in the rear. Yeah. Uh, Pop-Tart shared a move with their good friend Friar Pan, mm-hmm. and now uh, Pan knows how to shrink down like Pop-Tart does. Yeah. So now I can be shoved into lockers. I was originally going to take some dragon magic, because that sounds cool, but after further reflection of my behavior, I think I'm going to take the listen here little punk dragon custom, which basically lets me talk sense with someone and roll blood for it, and make it impossible for them to ask for any favors back until they've done what I wanted them to. Yeah. You learned how to be a bully. Yeah. Remember when Pan was a soft boy? <laughs> no. When was that? You've unlocked the power of cruelty. I know why you're just the most good person here. Well, you are the softest. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think it, it could be argued that a weird dog without any bones and being all tentacles is the softest. But is it like a supple tentacle softness or like a soft downy fur? No, it's awful. <laughs> it's misery. Like on a scale of one to chinchilla. <laughs> this is a softness that will truly make you never want to experience anything else soft ever again. Okay. Thanks for sharing. It will ruin it for you. I stole a mall and turned it into a ship. <laughs> and it's working out pretty well, all things considered. Wait, why are you yes, taking credit? because I merely followed the grand prophecies that have come before. Wait, why are you taking credit for making the ship? That was my work. It was your work that I hired you for, according to my grand, lovely designs. Which also reminds me, actually, something I forgot last time. But the ship can also level up. You, you can choose that during the level up bit. Oh, yeah. The quad core is basically a character of its own. Yeah. And it has the biggest smile out of any of us. But if we lose it, it's gone forever. Yep. That is also true about it. So it has a bunch of interesting shot pots. Let's start with the one we know about. The Curse of Chaos. Oh, the Curse of Chaos. That must be the name for the shop that the Harbinger set up shop in after... 10 seconds of thought on what the name of that would be? But you know, it's appropriate, so it's fine. Yeah. Just imagine Hot Topic if magic were real, and then you're... you're good. So like that store in the craft. Isn't it also an astronomy tower? What's that now? Astronomy tower? Yeah, there's a little bit of stargazing paraphernalia in there. That's probably the most heavily used since Harvey is pretty into that whole prophecy thing. Have you considered renaming it Harvey's? Get out! You know, I actually haven't. Let me consider it. No. So the Curse of Chaos can also currently double as the Stargazing Pavilion, or possibly Telescope Room, except all we really have is like a really... It's not a great telescope. It's like, you're not going to get a very good telescope out of Curse of Chaos, okay? It's designed for edgy children. Especially not with a blimp above it. You really should have gone to an optics laboratory or something like that if you were expecting quality. So yeah, stargazing and the weird magic storage, like there's probably the good old discount potions shelf that has 
persisted through years of adopting that practice from predecessors all the way back to Curios George. That lovely place. And that's it for me. Have fun. So you, you live there as Harbinger, because, uh... Yeah, I'm kind of trying to decide on what Harbinger's bed is like. I'm kind of wondering if it's just, like, a suspended cocoon that they vanish into. Like, just some kind of fabric monstrosity. You, like, open a flap and then go inside and you're lost inside the blankets? Yeah, it's like a vertical sleeping bag, but it's just all blankets, so it just kind of... Yeah. You know, it also serves as Curse of Chaos camouflage, I guess is what I'm saying. How many blankets do you have? Yes. You've got to keep your option open, options open when it comes to fashion. Probably plenty, but probably most of them are quilts from reused Curse of Chaos slogan t-shirts. I mean, obviously, right? It would have to be. Yeah, yeah, that would make I sense. I have absolutely no choice other than to sleep in a sleeping bag that says normal is just a setting on a washing artifice. <laughs> God! <laughs> uh, don't cut yourself on all that edge. I'm like flashing back to the mid-2000s here. There's just a wall of studded belts. Oh yeah, definitely. That's like, no, that's not a wall of studded belts. That's my interior outfit that I've temporarily taken off Mm. to go to bed. Like, you don't understand, like, this shit was like, like, I was the target audience for this stuff. I was a teenager in the mid-2000s. Nice. So is there, like, a equivalent cult piece of media in this universe? Like, is there a gur that has t-shirts? Ooh, that's a great question. Is, Is there a Nightmare Before Christmas? I feel like there must be, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I don't know if it would be for a play or something instead, or if this universe has also gotten TV the same way as 13th Age found its way. Or maybe it's like a someone from books? Yeah, it could be. This popular novel series is a Harry Potter equivalent that became like the girl. That sounds like something I'm gonna make a dumb joke about in about two sessions, so I don't wanna like box myself in by defining the dumb mascot just yet. Okay, so there is a dumb mascot. We'll figure that out later. Yeah, don't worry about it for now. It's like, none of us really know who they are right now. And last time you kind of got your ass kicked, so it makes sense that you're napping right now. I kicked my own ass. Yeah. I mean, yes, that's true. I saved you from getting yourself knocked out, by the way. You're welcome. You saved me from kicking my own ass. (laughs) I feel like everybody has already been adequately rewarded for their assistance with the appearance of Gentle Harbinger, though, so never ask me for anything ever again. I got a toy. Yeah, see? Yeah, Pop-Tart, what's your pod like? Where do you put your toys? Um, okay. Also, where is it on the ship? Because Curse of Chaos is right next to the command tower. And yeah. your pod is probably close to the steam core with what I know about it, so pick one of those three connected to that. I'm going to say, like, one of these lower ones. Whoops. Okay. That... So that, that one on the left there? Yeah, why not? And uh, it is Neptune's Playground, a repurposed aquarium fish store place. That's a good name. <laughs> None of these are going to be centered, by the way. All this text is incorrectly placed. That's I will fine. fix it later. That's fine. Text is just higgledy-piggledy going everywhere. Yeah. Like, I, I just wrote Neptune's play, but Playground in this pod, and it's just floating off the top. It'll that represents how all the signs are falling off the store, since they weren't really intended for flight secure. Most of them are intact, but a couple of them less so. I think the 
Not all. Curse of Chaos probably only has two bolts left in the sign, that kind of thing. Or a couple letters have fallen off. Or you brought the Curse of Chaos sign in and put it up on the window. Because you couldn't let it go. So Pop-Tart, describe that dude's playground for me. I'm still not, like, 100% sure on the details, but, like, have you ever been in, into, like, a, a, a place where they sell fish, they've got, like, walls lined with aquariums and... Yeah. Like, generally, like, a table in the middle with, like, a big aquarium that has, like, loads of really exotic fish in it. I'm thinking, like, that kind of a layout, and, like, Pop-Tart lives in the middle one. Oh, and... actually... Big question here. Yeah. Is it, a, is it a fish shop, or is it like an aquarium where people would visit to look at fish? Yes. Because <coughs> uh. I mean, that's the difference between whether the walls are lined with little aquariums containing multiple fish, or if there's like big ones that contain a variety of fish that don't eat each other. I mean, it's both. Like, there's big impressive fish there, and people can buy them if they like. Okay. So fish shop, got it. Yeah, but like a really fancy one. Sure, sure. Where people just go in sometimes and don't buy things. Is the centerpiece like a big piece of real coral? Hmm, that's a good question. I think that it is, but Pop-Tart really wants to change it because they have no affinity for the sea. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a, like that's an ocean thing and Neptune's about the ocean, but actually I don't know if they are this thing. Neptune might be something else entirely. But, um, but what I'm thinking is, is like, um, there's like a big, uh, big tank in the middle where all the ex- like super super exotic fish would go, and that's where Pop Tart lives. But around yeah. the edges of the area, there's like lots of little tanks where the smaller fish would live, and that's where they keep their water collection. So only so your one bed is just water. Yeah. So only one of those little tanks is full at the moment, and that's full of the Blue Mountain snow that Pop Tart melted down. But the middle tank is full of, like, lots of river plants and stuff like that, and it kind of, like, the bottom half of it looks a bit like a swamp. Like the, the, uh... Yeah, like that muck. Yeah, like the aquaponics is just really, really thick down there, and there's algae on the top, and it looks like nobody's been caring for this tank for ages, but Pop-Tart loves it. That's how you want it. Yeah. That's why you wear a raincoat. You have to wear something where all this stuff will fall off. Yeah. (laughs) What I'm, what I really like about this is the fact that you still have this large piece of fake coral in the center that has now been completely replaced by freshwater stuff. Yep. It's just a rock. This is a brightly colored rock. Who cares? And eventually, Pop Tart will, I think, start collecting small creatures and just putting them in the smaller tanks. Now we haven't mentioned it yet, but there was talk of salamanders. Would the salamanders be kept here, or? I think they'd be kept in a pet shop, but if we're, if it isn't Neptune's Playground, it's going to have to be one of the other two connected to the Steam Core. That would mean we have two pet shops. Yeah, it would. This is the first aquarium where the souvenir shop is. Take any ship or any fish you want. <laughs> so we were talking before recording about how this giant steam-powered ship might have originally had, like, salamanders to create the fire to power it, but now Pan's doing it instead. Well, he makes more fire than salamanders do. Yeah, that's why. Also, it probably took a lot of them, and I imagine that now that Pop-Tart is running the fish shop, they don't care for a lot of salamanders. There might be, like, one. There might be two. Maybe a couple escaped. So if the salamanders are in Neptune's playground, though, that also means that's where we're keeping the flamethrower due to 
previously off-camera discussed mechanics for the flamethrower. Well, that's a perfect place for it, because Pop-Cart- Pop-Cart? Pop-Tart. Okay, if Pop-Tart ever gets a car, that's what it's gonna be called. The Pop-Cart? Um, no, the Pop-Cart. Oh. Pop-Cart. The Pop-Cart. I like it. That 60s Pop-Tart show was so cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the the playground is actually the perfect place to keep the flamethrower because if something goes wrong with it and it somehow goes off by itself through... It's the least flammable building. Yeah, it's the least flammable place here. And it's right by where Pan normally is. And he can help with fire. Alright, so the flamethrower is also kept in Neptune's playground. It's just hanging below the shop pod. Like, it's a little thing with a ladder that you climb down into, and there is a flamethrower attached there. Yep. And Normal Dog spends is the gunner of the ship, so they actually probably spend a lot of time in Neptune's playground. That's why Pop-Tart likes them so much. They've gotten used yeah. to them. You have a friend. You have a tentacle friend who also likes to play in water and use the flamethrower. And not kill your salamander. Oh yeah, I should mention that the weird dog definitely has a strong... Affiliation for seawater, so maybe that's how your friendship is going to start out. That sounds like a point of contention. Does that mean I can write down a bond with the weird dog? Sure, yeah, you can write that down right now if you want. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that the normal dog respects me, and I respect them too. <laughs> that works. That's really cute. I like it. <laughs> We're both creatures of the water. I was gonna suggest something like uh, we live together, but uh, that's way cuter. It's like an odd couple kind of thing going on. Maybe you could keep the coral one after all and just put it in the tank for weird dog. Yeah. Yeah, it lives in the coral tank. You live in the freshwater tank that you move to the center. Yep. All right, we still have six more shot pods to decide and a lot of stuff to put in them. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just first off. Um... Somebody take notes. Let's just, like, run down the list of all our favorite stores in every mall. <laughs> you know, they might go by different names, but the spirit's still there. What we're gonna invoke here is just the pure, beautiful spirit of trashy mall stores and kiosks and nonsense. I think that the Steam Corps should double as the former food court. Because it makes the most sense, because since there's a big old glass atrium there, so, you know, it used to be a mall, so... Hey! Yeah. I would probably put that over the food court. I mean, I thought it was going to be the old oh, spa. The food court separate. It, it's both. Yeah. It's a food court and a spa. It's really nice. Cool. Well, it's not it that really big. Nice it's not that big, though. The steam core is one of the smaller pods on the ship, because it has the power the whole time. I don't thing. see the big deal if Fryer wants some Sparrows while sitting in the hot tub. <laughs> and by the way, we have an engine plus one. We have a mini bar in there as well. And by the way, since the atrium is also upside down, since the glass part of our ship is on the bottom, all the stores and um, <laughs> mm-hmm. all the food court stores are upside down. Is what I'm getting at. So it's like they're not even taking up any space. They're just on the ceiling. It's fine. What I wouldn't give to be part tree frog. All right. Although I'm going to suggest a thing that we joked about earlier, but actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, there is a, a Bed Bath & Beyond that is completely empty. Oh, oh god. <laughs> I was going to say that uh, for my it is, it is almost <laughs> entirely empty, because you took all the bed stuff for all of you to make all of your beds out of in your various pods you're living in. You took all the bath stuff, all the towels and such, to uh, outfit the steam core into a proper sauna so Pan's comfortable. 
and he took all the Beyond stuff to help fly the ship. Mm-hmm. So, sure. can I... Can I move the Bed Bath & Beyond? Because I had... Yes, where do you want it? I wanted to move it down here, because I have a plan for these two thingies. Sure, sure. Uh, What's your plan? Let's talk about well, plans. Well, I, I tried to bring it up before when we were talking about books, but Pan, his bedroom room thing is probably an old bookstore called Fliberty Gibbets. How do you spell that? Fliberty Gibbet. And where do you want it? Right, write that one in. Okay, I'll, I'll type it. Fliberty Gibbets. And that's uh, an old, uh, used a new bookstore, but it's one of the nicer ones that has all like the cute displays and stuff, and like the children's section. Because everyone knows the best part of any bookstore is the children's books, like the children's section with all the stuffed animals and like the little cozy reading area. And there's kind of just a big pile of ash in the center because sometimes it gets a little angry. <laughs> <laughs> you sleep in the ash pile. Yeah, he sleeps in the ash pile. <laughs> okay. Um, and next door was gonna be the kitchen. Sure. Because it'll have, like, a nice view out of that side of the cabin. I think it's a food court with, like, three different shops in it, so what do we want to name the shops? Oh, um... Nasty Ned's Wild Jerky House. Okay, no. (laughs) (laughs) Veto. I'm using my one veto. Super Fast Panda Express. I mean, yeah. <laughs> this literally came from Japan to town, so if there's ever... ever and this, look, this is the only chance you're ever going to have in your life to make Panda Express a name that makes sense in this game, so... Red Panda Express. Yeah. Oh yeah, good. Add the red so we don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have, like, a... How about songs, Bring Your Own Noodles? I'm trying to think of like a cute cafe name or like a kind of bad donut place. Ringling Brothers. So you got Beyond, bring your own noodles. Oh, is that where the Beyond went? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. Completely unaffiliated with Bed Bath and Beyond. If we're gonna have a crappy donut place, I kinda wanna name it Kringles. Kringles is very good. Kringles is really good. Pringles. Alright, yeah. so there's our there's our food court, which has a donut shop, a noodle place, and a Red Panda Express, which doesn't actually serve, like, well, like, Panda Express serves knockoff Chinese food. I imagine Red Panda Express serves panda food, whatever that entails, so it's probably, like, vegetarian Hey, we're, stuff. we're omnivores. Okay, well, what other stores are we missing that we know we have? We have our kitchen, we have all of, we have everyone, but... Uh, Yuria's sleeping quarters. Yeah, which we know that there is a scrap shop, mm-hmm. which, uh, of some kind, and that we have a lot of motorcycles. These might be related, they might be separate shops. And there have to be a skate pod somewhere. And a supply locker, but we can kind of fit that wherever, huh? Yeah. I mean, I f- Bed Bath & Beyond just became the cargo hold. Yeah. Where did, did we... Okay. Cool. So where we keep all the Beyond? Yeah. Sorry, I've just noticed the words Chuck sporting explosion at the bottom of the map. <laughs> what? Yeah, uh, what are these? Ix has been writing ideas. Oh. Balan Balan, the armor man, is pretty good. <laughs> Should I be the one who has to read these out loud? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think your disbelieving tone of voice is the best one. Chuck's sporting explosion. 
<laughs> Skeleton King Navigation Systems. Okay, that one isn't funny. That's just kind of... That's fine. Marley and Marley Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> what? Excuse me? <laughs> uh. Nasty Ned's Wild Jerky House, which we've been over. And death, death, death. Weapons Emporium. Like, you know it's trustworthy. I mean, would you just call that DDD? You know it's trustworthy if, you, if it's called an Emporium. Oh, the real DDD heads call it DDD, yeah. Just big fans, you know, those fucking customer cards. It's like 20% off on your birthday. Get a free battle axe every time you buy 10 battle axes. You know, that whole situation, the old Come on DDD down to the lovers. triple DWE. <laughs> The D3 Wii. No, it's the Triple T WE! That's so good! <laughs> that is better than D3 Wii. I will give you that. That's true. Uh, do we do we have Death 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 Weapons Emporium? Are we attached to that? I mean I'm not. I like I like okay. Marley and Marley Davidson just because I don't really know what that is. There's well, a lot of our, things uh, that could that's be. That's our motorcycle shop. Okay. With a, just a ton of custom-made motorcycles. And a lot of leather jackets. Just for when we need to oh, look Oh, yeah, cool. yeah, also leather jackets. That's true. I kind of want to wish for a music store called Y2E on hand. What? Wait, what? That's a joke for a thing that is unrelated to this podcast. But that Gnome finds inexplicably funny. Wait, well, I no, I can explain why. <laughs> <laughs> because that's... There's a character in One Piece who is a one-man band. Hmm. In the literal sense. They, they, their body parts are musical instruments. And Joey finds them extremely funny, because they are very funny. Gnome showed me a picture, and the first thing I said was, Why he toot he own hand? I think, uh... I think a music store would be cute. We have, like, a bookstore. We have a mu- I want, like, a... I was kind of hoping for, like, a tacky theme restaurant, like a rainforest cafe. That would be fun. Candles and things. Or the candies and things. I think that's candles. I think yeah. candles are covered in the Curse of Chaos, aren't they? Or are you talking, like, the mom candles versus, like, the teen candles? Because those are different demographics. Though Bed Bath & Beyond would also have candles. Yeah, they definitely have the candles in Bed Bath & Beyond. Well, we also need to, like, think about, what was the core demographic of this shopping mall? Was this, like, a teens mall? Was it, like, a family-friendly mall? I'm thinking... I'm thinking it's a family-friendly mall. There's no toy store. Also, you may have lost shop pods. There might be pods you no longer have. Okay. We also have to add some when we level up the ship sometimes, so... Yeah. Well, we're still missing, uh, Yuria's. Or, does Yuria live in Marley and Marley Davidson? Yeah, Yuria, tell us about your pod. Where do you live, and I guess... You're, you're in this top pod since you want it to be away from Normal Dog, and that's the farthest one that hasn't been filled yet. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. So what's the name of your store? I think I gave you some names earlier. I don't know where I put them. Uh, one, the ones that we were looking at was Trash to Treasure, I think, because the whole dungeon looted yeah, thing. Yeah, okay. That was the name that I liked the best, yes. Certainly keeps it. You can feel free to change it since it's yours, but... I think it's some kind of seriously because the whole thing about our fantasy world is the whole dungeon diving thing and getting treasures out there. Yeah, Trash thing. to Treasure, which is basically like a scrap shop. They they sell mechanical bits. It's just, it's just, uh, you can upgrade us. your e-canteen there. <laughs> God. <laughs> so yes. Don't pretend I didn't notice you added Nasty Ned's back into the food court. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be staying in the final food court pod. 
Nasty Ned's is like a lichen among restaurants. It just grows. There's never really any franchise deal. It just kind of. <laughs> oh, I thought appears. you meant lichen like a wolf. Oh, uh, that too. Yeah. The Nasty Ned is a lycanthrope. Yeah, oh, that's okay. why he's so nasty. Nasty Ned and his werewolf jerky. God, it's like a Mr. Peanut situation. Their old motto was, haven't you ever wanted to jerky a werewolf? <laughs> okay, we're done. And that's why it's not allowed. <laughs> Good night, folks. <laughs> so, uh, trash to treasure. Tell me things about it. Well, because the assembly line does not exist here, it's a lot of various junk. So, Eric just likes to have it all around. It was usually displayed by, you know, usually by what kind of type it was. Like, you had your basic weapons, your armor, you got various building parts here and there, that sort of thing. There's a nice large uh, repair table that Eric uses to put all this crap together and make her own weapons, actually. So, this is my idea for her uh, throwing weapon. Is that instead instead of the rocket fist that we were talking about, I'm thinking about having an invention on her that when it's thrown, it malfunctions. So every time she throws it she, and she has to repair it, she just invents something new. It's a grenade. Yeah. <laughs> you built something to be thrown and explode and no it's longer functions. It's not necessarily you have grenades. It's not necessarily exploding. Look, what right, not necessarily explosion grenades, but you have some variety of grenades. Right, well, anyway, the first thing I'm going to have is something I thought of for when I was making fire as who was originally going to be my character, and that's the Wrecking Yo-Yo, which is just basically a very large yo-yo. It's got blades in it, it's kind of sharp, it's kind of dangerous, and when I throw it, it's probably going to break off its string and smack somebody really hard in the face. I don't know why I made that, but no, it's fun. Yuria, tell me about where you sleep in Trash to Treasure, because I can't imagine a pile of junk is a is a great bed. You'd be surprised. <laughs> uh, she has a, <laughs> she has her bed in a corner. It's really messy. She never really makes her bed at all. Uh, sure. It's, it's not too bad though. She's just got like a bed case, uh, you know, the basic bed. Uh, she's got a bookcase. It's, it's like half filled with a bunch of mechanical know-how that she occasionally reads through. It's filled with a bunch of trashy books that she reads a lot. She has a desk right. with a bunch of vape rigs, which <laughs> well, she needs she needs to relax sometimes, okay? Yeah, okay. I wasn't judging. You're the only one who's judging. Don't and don't judge my trashy books, okay? They're they're just clearly trashy action comics, okay? Okay. All right. So okay. it sounds like you're the one who actually salvaged stuff from the other stores. Like you stole, you took some books from Flippity Gibbets. You took the actual bed from Bed Bath and Beyond. You took the bed. It sounds like no one else did. True. <laughs> I'm the only one sleeping in a real bed. I, I sleep in a fish tank. Yeah, you sleep in a fish tank. Pan sleeps in a pile of ashes that they made themselves, which might have once been a bed. In the Curse of Chaos, uh, Harbinger sleeps in a vertical blanket tower. I thought it was the belt rack. No, no, the belt rack is where Look, they put their clothes. I have okay. many forms. All of them are mystifying and wonderful to behold. I believe it. Alright, and I don't think a comic shop is her last shop. No, I mean, that's just books be. that she's brought from home. Yeah. Her no, no, I'm home. referring to the fact that Ix labeled her last pod Anna May's Comics Gourmand. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's a Ding Dong the... <laughs> In... So, funny story about Ding Dong the... I got another idea halfway through and went to go write that one. 
And then I looked back at Ding Dong Dun, and I was like, isn't it perfect just the way it is? (laughs) No! No, it's not! Uh, So we have one more pod to decide what to do with. I, I don't think we want it to be a comics pod. It could be. Like, what are we missing from this mall outlet right now? Oh, we don't have, like, a Macy's. Where's Old Navy? We don't have a clothing store, that's true. We have leather jackets from Marley and Marley Davidson, but they're more of an accessory. I mean, they probably also have, like, boots and chaps. Yeah, we need some kind of clothing store. Like, Balan, Balan, the armor man. I mean, considering none of us are remotely human-shaped except for a child... Maybe, and a very, very large man? Maybe it's a sewing supply store. Yeah. Because it sounds like a world with a lot of weirdly shaped people. Everybody in this world is a weird dog. <laughs> you looking cool. You looking cool? Exclamation point, one space away. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Alright. I- I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm fine with you looking cool. Is our clothing shop. That does sound like the name of a Donkey Kong, but you know what? I like it. I mean, given his purveyor of... purview of domestic arts, Friar probably learned how to sew at some point, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah. I I imagine it was... They used to have, like, a personalized tailor there, but you you left without them a long time ago. Also, the tailor was, like, super into 80s fashion and nothing else. Hmm. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Yuya has... Some kind of tailoring, but that's mostly because so she can fit any clothes around her prosthetic arm. Wouldn't that be a lot of just cutting off one sleeve and maybe hemming it to make it look nice? Yeah, close enough. Just because it's simple doesn't mean it's not a skill. Heavy on 80s fashion. Okay, cool. I mean, we do need to define what the 80s were in this context, though. I would, I really want to know everything Disco. about pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> There is, we have a disco clothing store. Like, I thought about it more, and there definitely has to be, like, a Twilight, but with dragons. Because if teenagers are into anything, it is unspeakable cosmic apocalypse horror. And you want to kiss it. Ooh, does that mean that what, like, the author of those books is off also against, um, Aborealis, though, because they like dragons so much? I of mean, course. What maybe. I'm asking is, are we going to recruit them? Well, I, once I come up with a proper name... And are they going to take up residence in the Liberty Gibbets? <laughs> okay, I like this idea. <laughs> I don't want to copy co- campaign that much. I've actually never listened to it, so it's fine. It's okay, me. yeah, that, no, that's all right. It's 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 a thing in campaign where one of the characters has an author who they love, and they ended up meeting him and recruiting him, and he is currently on their ship. Never mind, that idea sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Can the fantasy novels, romance novel series about sexy dragons be named Steam Bosom? God damn it. Yes, it can. It made it work. I hate it, but it can. And there used to be like a standee with a picture of the protagonist, but it has been inexplicably burned to ash. <laughs> yeah. Also, that's the character who's in all the Curse of Chaos merchandise. Yeah. Well, no, it'd be like the sidekick character. The protagonist and the villain and the love interest from Steam Bosom. Hang on, isn't the the steam the titular Steam Bosom must be a robot who learns to love, right? Yeah. Like, come on. No, that's the that's the rival love interest. Oh, well, why is it called? Whatever. It's a really big fake out, and a lot of fans were mad about. I'm it. I'm not into these modern story. 
themselves. They don't even portend anything. It's a romantic conflict between the artificial heart and the organic heart. God. So it's about a dragon falling in love with a robot. No, it's about... It's about a young, beautiful elven girl and how she's torn between a dragon and a robot. Okay. And how they're both so perfect, even though one's clearly better than the other. Secretly, this is the kind of stories that Yuria is really into. She's really into the trash romance, too, but we're not going to go into that. She's really ashamed of that. Do we, wa- we want to name the author of Steam Bosom? Are we, gonna, are we just going to refer to the series itself? I might have to think about this for a second. There's so many levels of parody here that I don't know quite where to start. <laughs> well, first off, clearly you need any two letters, and then you need any last name, and then you're all set. Especially mm-hmm. if it ends in ing. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Anime White Flower. No. Why not? No. No, this is what you get for putting the power in the hands of your players. It's Anime White Flower. <laughs> What I was trying to do! That wasn't I, intentional! No! I didn't even know that's what you no, meant by the, anime. The character, what? No, oh. Anime? White Flower. Anime, anime White Flower is No, the name anime. anime. What kind of a no, name anime, is anime? anime. No, it's anime. <laughs> no! <laughs> no, I'm fixing uh. that. <laughs> there we go. Okay, well that's decided. Alright. So, so what's her, so her publishing name is going to be like A.M. Whiteflower. Yeah. Got it. This is good. Mm-hmm. So Pop-Tart isn't allowed anywhere near the Dragon Twilight, right? You are not allowed within Flipperty Gibbets at all, probably, because you'll, you'll ruin all the books. Yeah, I'm probably like soaking wet and pulp full of, like, you know, yeah. boots full of pond scum or whatever. Pan brings the children books to you, does not let you into the shop. Hooray! Library delivery service. <laughs> I think that's the quad core pumpkin patch. Oh. That's home sweet home and I, it's home sweet home as I've come to love it, yes. Yes. So let's I'm just gonna run down everything again real quick. So up top we have a lookout point which has a giant sign that says uh, the pumpkin patch, shopping mall and retail outlets. Directly below that is the command tower, where the, c- the controls all are to fly this dang complicated mess. Below that is a large tower, the quad-core engine, that stores water to be made into steam. This is, this is basically where all the mechanical stuff goes and where Yuri needs to be to fix stuff. And below that is the steam core, where Pan has a pod that they go in to power the whole dang ship. Uh, connected to the command tower, there are three stores, Trash to Treasure, Marley and Marley Davidson, and Curse of Chaos. And connected to the Steam Core, we have Neptune's Playground, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Fliberty Gibbets. Use the new bookstore. Uh, and the Bed Bath & Beyond is pretty much completely empty. It's, it's a nothing store. That's where we store stuff. Also, we have all these fantasy stores and then a Bed Bath & Beyond, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we still haven't come up with a name for that. We should work on... No, I was I was just gonna keep calling it Bed Bath and Beyond, but how about bedding, bathing, and beyonding? <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Okay. I'll take it. Mm. Yeah, close enough. Please don't sue us. Beyonding is a. It used to be a popular method of astral projecting, but it's, it's kind of lost favor. So you know, bedding, bathing, and beyonding was already losing some stock. So bedding, bathing, beyonding. The B three. 
And then we have two shop pods that are not connected to the central core at all. They are the food court, connected to Curse of Chaos, Liberty Gibbets, and Bedding, Bathing, Beyonding. And on the opposite side of the ship, you lookin' cool! <laughs> which is connected to Trash to Treasure 2, Marley and Marley Davidson, and Neptune's Playground. And this whole mess is slowly drifting through the air away from the Blue Mountain. But that's where we'll pick up next time. Thanks for listening to our second character creation episode where we created the Pumpkin Patch. The beautiful ship that we all live in. So thanks for listening, and uh, good night, folks. Hey there, Feats fans. I'm dropping into this episode to let you know that our show is made possible by a Patreon campaign, and it has been for quite some time. But the reason I'm saying this now is because we've recently rewritten, redone, relaunched that campaign. To start with, we have new goals. Our first goal, our number one priority, is becoming self-sufficient enough to pay our edit team, the, those wonderful geniuses who've turned these four, five, even eight audio tracks into a, a listenable, well-paced episode, and that's even before the music comes in. After that, we're looking to add more art from more artists, and then more games. That's really the whole point of this, is to grow the show and really capitalize on the wonderful diversity and variety of games and players that uh, I think is what makes our show so special. And in exchange for your support, uh, we have new rewards for people. Things like getting early access to episodes. At the time I'm recording this spot, we just put up three previews. Now that's not just like 10 minutes of this thing coming out, that's three entire episodes that only Patreon backers can hear right now. And we're planning on every single episode getting that same period of exclusivity just for our Patreon backers before they're shared with the entire world. But there are other rewards like personalized shoutouts in episodes, like being able to vote on upcoming games for bonus feats. We're working out even more as I speak. I'd also like to thank all the fantastic people who know everything I'm saying because they were here before this relaunch. Without you, we wouldn't have made it to this point to begin with. And I'd like to encourage everyone to visit patreon.com feats, take a look of what we have to offer, and the, the pitch we're making in exchange for your support. We appreciate it so much. Every single dollar is going to help us keep this show rolling and growing, and just sharing that link around is going to do so much to help us reach our goal. Word of mouth is the most powerful tool in this new media landscape, and it's brought us every single person that's hearing this message right now. That's you. Thank you so much. And with that, good night, folks. <laughs>